Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. And with great pleasure, we bring back an old friend, David McCormick, who's the former CEO of Bridgewater Associates, former Senate candidate in Pennsylvania last year, lost by a cat's whisper, whisker. And he's got a new book out, Superpower in Peril, a battle plan to renew America. David McCormick, welcome back on the show. Hey, Larry. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Anytime, buddy. Give my love to Dina, as always. I haven't read the book because I'm a poor, impoverished broadcaster, and you haven't (laughs) sent it to me yet, so maybe sometime you'll send me one. But I did read, uh, you had a nice long interview in the Wall Street Journal last weekend, and I was quite interested in that, David McCormick and the search for a Republican message. So as I understand it, just for starters here, you we want to sort of have a self-renewable plan for American growth, prosperity, and strength, kind of, you know, peace through strength, to use my old boss Ronald Reagan's uh, great phrase. Uh, but that means yeah, strengthen the economy, and it also means strengthen our standing in the world. So give us a world for starters. Give me a quick thought for starters. Yeah, well, the uh, you know the book started a couple years ago, long before I decided to run for the Senate, because America's in decline, economically, from a national security perspective, spiritually, and uh, and decline's not inevitable, but neither is renewal, and it really depends on what we do. So this book is meant to be about what we should do, and the cover is very ominous. It's superpower and peril. I think we're at risk of losing uh, the America we love, but there's also uh, optimism. And the, the, the plan I essentially lay out is to educate our people. I can go into that, that more detail, confront China and secure America. And there's a series of policy initiatives to create that dynamic economy that offers opportunity for all and, and brings back the American dream. So uh, it's an agenda for uh, renewing America. You know, David, I was thinking about it. I mean, I, I read the article uh, very carefully. I've known you many years um, and so forth. And I've always felt, watching particularly the last couple of years here, it's not the American people per se who are in decline. It's this far-left leadership group, the Biden leadership group, uh, in the White House and running all the executive agencies, both economic and uh, international-related. They're the ones in decline, and they're the ones steering us in the wrong direction. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I saw this, you know, on the campaign trail. So if you look at uh, what it feels like to be a Pennsylvanian today with record high inflation, $31 trillion in, uh, in debt, uh, when you see the, a, con- a country likely going into recession, the fentanyl crisis, the crime in the, in the, in the urban areas in Pennsylvania with these uh, radical progressive uh, district attorneys and, and China looming on the horizon, Uh, 80% of Americans uh, 
Larry, and, and 80 percent of Pennsylvanians think the country is going in the wrong direction. Mm. And they're, they're, they're being poorly led by a progressive ideology that now, unfortunately, is the majority in the Senate. Uh, two uh, progressive Democratic senators in Pennsylvania, first time in 76 years, and a very progressive left-leaning agenda in the White House. And that uh, is at the core of our problems, and that's the kind of uh, thing we need to turn around with great conservative leadership in 2024. Yeah, well, this guy Fetterman uh, that finally won uh, beat Memonaz. I mean, he's a far-left guy. He's a radical guy. If, if such a thing is possible, is even worse than Biden, for heaven's sakes. Uh, so you're, you're right on that. But, you know, the other thing is, look, at, at home, I mean, I, I think the strength has to start at home. So I don't know what's wrong with uh, traditional agenda, uh, pro-growth agenda, steward of prosperity agenda, of uh, limited spending in government, lower tax rates, lower regulations, reopen the fossil fuel spigots. And, David, the other thing that occurred to me with trade, just reading a little bit about your comments on trade, you know, the thing that Trump – look, Trump rang the bell on China. I mean, that was one of the best things he did. He alerted the country to the the problem of China. You know, they're, they're not just a friendly competitor. They're an outright adversary. But when we negotiated the phase one trade deal, which was far from perfect, but the idea, and it was true for other trade deals, we had a number of trade deals with South Korea, with Japan, with uh, you, uh, Canada and Mexico. The, the key word, David McCormick, was reciprocity, reciprocity. Yeah. And I commend that thought to you because uh, trade has become right very uneven very protectionist. I don't like protectionism. I don't think you do either. But, you know, if the others won't play, we can't play. And we can't let them pick, pick us off, right? That's your point about I, the working totally, class. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think uh, you and uh, and uh, Bob Lighthizer and President Trump did the country a great service by, by bringing back that concept. doesn't mean no trade. It means trade that's, that's fair. But, but the thing I do say in there, Larry, which I feel strongly about, is we're losing technological leadership to the techno-authoritarian model of China. And uh, there was a, a good Wall Street Journal uh, ar- uh, article a couple weeks ago from an Australian think tank that laid out of the 44 critical technologies, um, satellites, artificial intelligence, and so forth, the Chinese are in the lead in 37. This is not unlike what Bob Lighthizer said in 2017 with that report. He said China was winning in about half of the key technologies. This cannot continue. Uh, these technologies are critical to our economy. They're critical to national security. And so what I lay out in the book is a plan to make sure that we continue to have technological leadership with an increase in basic R&D, but also making sure that we're deregulating and we're also um, creating tax incentives to draw capital to these technological sectors that mean so much to America's future. And, uh, and that's uh, – uh, I'm not sure, maybe controversial in some circles, but I think it's an idea – that deserves real consideration. I think it's a good conservative idea for taking the country forward. And that's um, that's very different than what the Chinese are doing and very different with the industrial policy that President Biden's put in place. Look at the CHIPS Act, where all of a sudden there's all these stipulations around child care and you know, climate policy and all, everything else in terms of getting the state money. It's exactly what we have to avoid. We need to make market, market principles to make sure we have uh, techno- technological leadership going forward. Well, hold on to that market principles idea. 
Those, those, those were the sentences that I got most nervous about reading in this thing. I'll tell you a funny story. We had a bunch of us committee to unleash prosperity. Uh, it's our little think tank in New York of the crazy supply siders like me and Laffer and Forbes and Steve Moore. We had Glenn Youngkin to lunch the other day. He's terrific, Glenn Youngkin, Governor Youngkin of Virginia. But he was bemoaning the fact that um, the so-called chips bill, to almost a $300 billion bill, did stipulate that the key to semiconductor advances is daycare centers and climate right. change. And I said, well, you know, Governor, that's where industrial policy leads. That's what you're going to get. And Republicans are going to, in some cases, as bad as Democrats. So you're better off keeping the regs down and the tax rates down and let the entrepreneurs lead the way, aren't you? That's definitely at the core of it. But what's happened, I agree with that. So what's happened, however, is there's key areas like semiconductors, as an example, where the subsidies that other countries are giving around the world has essentially created a situation. And Larry, you saw this. Inconceivable to me that 90% of the semiconductors in the world are manufactured 90 miles from mainland China. That can't stand. So we've got to find ways to direct market forces to ensuring that the things that are necessary for America's strength and future aren't manufactured off our shores. And uh, so a big part of bringing manufacturing home is being smart about offsetting those terrible subsidies. Well, make it cheap. Slash regs and tax rates. They'll all come to Texas. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You, Slash them. Just kill them. I mean, we can even go beyond the Trump tax cut. Now, obviously, this isn't Biden because he's for daycare centers and climate change. But that's that's, uh, exactly right. that's what I would suggest. The other thing is the last one. I don't know whether you get into this or not. You need a sound, strong dollar. Very important. Yeah, I'm sure you noticed the Chinese yuan, they're making deals with the Saudis, Rials. They're trying to cut down the dollar. You also need a sound dollar to keep inflation down, David McCormick. A hundred percent. I do talk about that a bit in Superpower and Peril. And you'll attract investment most, with a sound currency. No, no doubt about it. And what's happening at this moment, which I know you've talked about at length, with the you know the enormous increase in spending, forty percent increase in discretionary spending, trillions of dollars over the next ten years under Joe Biden, is creating uh, a, a real push on inflation, which the Fed's going to have to try to offset, and that is posing real risk uh, to not only our fiscal stability but the dollar. And the, the best way to have a strong dollar is to have a strong economy, and we're headed in the opposite direction. Well, I will say this though, you know, I. Listen, Lighthizer taught me a lot. He's a wonderful guy. And it's funny, he and I started from different places, but we worked together on a lot of things. Um, the importance of technology. Uh, technology is the heart of it. Uh, but I don't think China, I think there's probably too much panic over Chinese technology. That system, which had some market reforms, Xi Jinping is, he's closing it down, David. He's, you know, he's running now much more a real dictatorship in the economy. I mean, I had this with the Huawei phone and 5G. We're basically kicking their butt in that stuff. And um, a free market's going to beat uh, communism every time. I think a free market is going to beat communism. If, we, if I could take our economy or their economy, I'd take our economy 10 times out of 10. But there's also the reality of the moment where in key areas they are gaining an, an advantage. And so I hear you, ma'am. I, I don't want to have uh, 
uh, our uh, capitalist system, our free market system be corrupted. I also don't want to let the Chinese get uh, a lead in some of these key areas that are zero-sum. 5G is a great example where I think the efforts of the Trump administration averted a crisis, mm. but it, real, it took real effort. Yeah. And, uh, and some of these technologies are zero-sum, and because they, the uh, model also creates 100% control of data uh, within China, and you, as you know, data is a real driver of innovation, uh, China poses some unique risks. So my argument in superpower and peril is, listen, we got to stay true to our core principles of markets and capitalism and merit, but we also have to be smart about some of the unique uh, challenges China poses. I think I've got the balance right, but you'll tell me, Larry, once you read the book, and yours is coming, buddy. <laughs> well, well, I hope so. Uh, I hope it's, it's I hope it's not too heavy. I have a lot of arthritis when I hold these books up, but 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 I I will. Well, all right, we'll have to leave it there. We're running out of time anyway. David McCormick, uh, the name of the book is Superpower in Peril: A Battle Plan to Renew America. You know, I just want to say one. When Glenn Youngkin started, and I love the guy, don't get me wrong, but when he started talking about daycare centers to make semiconductor companies, I said, well, that's what you get in present-day Washington. So keep I, that in mind. Anyway, I hear you, man. you take care. Hear we'll you. talk soon. Best, Adina. Thanks very much right. for coming on the show. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to talk to a distinguished lawyer, Andrew Ullman, who was one of my deputies at the White House National Economic Council, about this banking crisis and maybe how we can preserve community banks and regional banks as well as too big to fail central banks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show on 77 WABC.